Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, wonderful to have you with us as usual. Thank you so much for joining us again. And I have with me a returning guest, but also somebody who is going to be here with us in Cleveland at our Bringing America Back to Life convention, which is March 8th and 9th. Oh my goodness, this is our 15th year of Bringing America Back to Life. And it's always the second weekend in March. So put that on your calendars. But this weekend, it's going to be March 8th and 9th. And Father Jason Sharon will be talking with us. And he's our guest right now. He's talking with us right now. And he's also going to be presenting at the convention on Friday, March the 8th. He will be talking at 2.30. And he will be joining another very dear friend of ours. And who, who he and Michael Kenny will be doing a joint presentation about what the amazing things that are actually happening in America right now. It's full. We've got, we are so filled with uh, not despair, but I think disappointment over, you know, after the Dobbs decision came out, all of that, everybody's excitement was, you know, very high. And then we started to see state by state by state by state things just falling apart. However, we have our wonderful guest, Father Jason, is going to be here right now with us. Father Jason, thank you so much for joining us. I'm delighted to be here, Molly. Thank you. And you are going to be talking about an amazing project you have that you've started in Pittsburgh, uh, no, Pennsylvania. And I'm, yep. I'm just trying to pull up your the, the title of the talk, but you could give it to me. Give, give everybody the title of your talk. Yeah, I think it's going to be on building a holy place of, of memory. If he, um, I found it. Healing the Soul of America. What a beautiful title. That's it. Healing the Soul of America. You do not want to miss this, folks. How are you, Father Sharon, going to be healing the soul of America? Well, you know, I begin as a Catholic. And, uh, of course, I'm not speaking just to Catholics. I'm speaking to all people of goodwill. But, you know, I, I you grow where you're planted, right? Yep. And um, I am a Catholic. And for, you know, we Catholics, the penultimate act of worship is, you know, Sunday morning at uh, the Divine Liturgy, the Mass, in which, you know, we celebrate the Eucharist, as uh, many, many Christians do. Um, I think most Christians have some form of uh, understanding of communion and, and Eucharist. And uh, whether they're Catholic or not, they all know these words, you know, uh, the institution words, take, eat, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. Yeah, and beautiful. this is, you know, so important that at this most sacred uh, service, the Lord uses those words, remembrance of me. And the Jews do the same thing. You know, every year at, at Passover, they uh, recount, they recollect, they remember uh, the promise of salvation history, the promise of a Messiah, and the great dramatic events of salvation history. Um, and in a secular sense, you know, remembrance is at even the at the center of secular kind of uh, religious ceremonies. Uh, so you have people who are secular, but they build museums. And, uh, you know, you can go to uh, Hiroshima, 
um, and and they have a, a museum of remembrance for what happened uh, in Hiroshima with the, the the atomic bomb. You see this in Germany, you know, with uh, um, in Berlin with the Holocaust Museum. There, you see it in Yad Vashem in in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and then of course in our own country, uh, you have it with all of the war memorials. So uh, w- memory and remembrance is core to who we are. Not that it's a, a weight on our heart pulling us backward. Uh, or a weight on our mind pulling us backward, but remembrance is to be uh, a light for the soul to push us forward, that we remember what had happened so that we can uh, have the strength to go forward to tomorrow. And that's why uh, the remembrance of all of these children uh, is not meant to be a weight uh, on our mind. It's meant to be a light to our heart uh, to to push us forward. Uh, so we remember what had happened, what has happened, uh, we remember and we try to give names to these children uh, so that uh, this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And we pray, we pray, we pray that through this act of holy remembrance of these, all these little children uh, lost to abortion, all these mothers and fathers who are wounded to abortion, uh, that this may begin that initial stage of the healing of the soul. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Father Jason Sharon. He was ordained in the priesthood of, uh, uh, in the Ukraine Catholic Church for the Diocese of St. Josephat in 2008. He has served in parishes in North Carolina, North West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Currently, he is pastor of the Holy Trinity Ukraine, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania, and the pastor of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Wheeling, of West Virginia. He's also served on the Presbyterian Council of the Ukrainian Catholic Diocese of Palmer, Ohio. And I am very proud to, uh, uh, well, very uh, grateful to, to also tell, tell you all, um, and Father Jason Sharon, I think you, you'd be interested to know this, that we, that we have the new bishop of the, um, Ukrainian Catholic Diocese of Palmer going to be doing one of the blessings at our, at our convention before the meals. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Father, uh, so the bishop, the bishop, I think it's Bishop Rogers going to be here with us. So we, we are, Bishop Robert, I think is his, um, anyway, we we are going to be um, we are going to be really discussing and and focusing on during your presentation, as you mentioned on 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 the the beauty of of what it is that we have in our in our being when we understand how important a shrine is. So you're going to be you you the shrine that you are going to be putting up is called what. Yes, uh, it is called the Holy Protection of the Mother of God uh, Shrine. And um, the reason we, we chose that is because, you know, Mary is, uh, her, her you know, God cannot be contained. Yet, in the womb of Mary, the uncontainable God was contained. And that was uh, God's first safe refuge in this world, was her womb. And uh, in modernity... Uh, man has turned the womb into a graveyard. Man has turned the womb of our mothers into battlefields. So we seek to uh, uh, restore that beautiful, uh, placid order that God originated and envisioned, namely that the womb be a place of refuge and a holy protection. And so this is a very ancient title that the um, uh, that Christians uh, call Mary, um, but it's one that Western Christians don't know as, as much about. But it's one that um, that's uh, a balm, uh, a comfort 
if only they knew about it. So we we hope to uh, expose to uh, a Western audience this beautiful uh, medicinal title of of Mary as uh, the holy protection. Uh, for that's what she is to these children um, uh, whose lives were were taken from them violently by man's callous instruments. And um, we we hope to provide a place in our country uh, where people can experience that said same nourishing comfort of Mary, uh, the the, the protectress of Christians and the protectress of these little children and of the wounded mothers and fathers who seek comfort, that she, like uh, the mother of the King of Israel in uh, the Old Testament, that she will usher in these wounded sons and daughters before uh, the merciful throne of her son, the King of Israel, Jesus Christ, uh, for forgiveness. Absolutely. What a, how beautifully described that, that it's so, you know, there is so much, and, and that's why I'm so excited to have you come to the convention, Father Jason, just to, to, to express this, this joy. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, you know, when Dobbs, when the Dobbs decision came down, and I remembered with tears of joy, you know, just, pouring out of my eyes when I heard about it. And I thought, oh, I, you know, this, this can't, oh my goodness, this is amazing. You know, we worked so hard 50 years at this and here it is, it's happened and it's done. You know, it's done. It's not done by any manner of means, mm. you yeah. know, and, and there has been a sort of almost shock um, response from the pro-life communities around the country as we've seen, you know, state after state after state, actually each state is now making abortion available till the moment of birth. And much as people pretend that that's not happening, it is. It's exactly what these new amendments are, are that are going into constitutions. Your your vision and, and what you're doing is so important for all of us, every single one of us, we need to go and visit this, this shrine that you're putting up. And, and it's, it's so important that we actually build it. How are you funding this? Because it's going, it doesn't happen. I mean, I'm sure by miraculously, but how, how are you going to be able to fund all of this? Yeah, I'm going to be able to fund it by the grace of God and by. <laughs> Love that answer. I was hoping that's what you were going to say. You don't worry about those types of things. Just go for it. <laughs> yes, if 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 you want it, Molly. If you want to, um, if you want to flatter God, then ask great things of Him, yeah. uh, because uh, without Him, those great things are bound to fail. So that's the best way to flatter God is to ask something so incredibly great that it is bound to fail unless he intervene. And this is what uh, we're doing is, um, uh, as regard to the, the funding question, uh, my question is, people often ask, how much is this going to cost? And I say, how contrite are you for what you have done? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, yeah. and uh, so the, the question isn't, how much is it going to cost? The question is, how contrite are we as a nation yeah. for murdering his children? Yeah. What a, a what a godly answer, Father Jason. What a godly answer that is, because you are so right. What yes. am I going to give to it? You know, where what is each of us going to do to be able to make this happen? Because it needs to happen. Where are you in the whole process right now? We are finishing the uh, design phase, and we are finishing the uh, feasibility study. Um, and uh, the reason we have those uh, two go, uh, moving along 
simultaneously is uh, because, uh, one, you need to have uh, a vision um, in ink and paper that you can present to prospective donors. Um, and then the feasibility study is uh, that's more of a research and development type of uh, uh, R&D, as engineers would call it. But that is uh, not a visual uh, project. It's more of the rational side of it as to um, what is the consensus throughout the country as to uh, the specific uh, need that people feel. And so I have what my vision, what I think, you know, uh, we need to do. Um, but the, the feasibility study is to get uh, feedback from a, a broad range of people as to uh, what they feel, what they understand uh, this this shrine should be. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're coming to the conclusion of both of those. And uh, we're hoping by by May we will be able to um, uh, sharpen those two tools uh, with which to, um, you know, to proceed on the front line of the battle. Mm-hmm. Father Sharon, it, it's interesting because you are a Ukrainian um, Catholic priest. Um, you have a family. You've got seven children. You, you have a wife yeah, and, and seven a grandchild, children. And a grandchild about three or four weeks away. From- Congratulations. That is going to be the, the, the gift that God is giving you right now. Grandchildren are the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's there's a joy that comes from grandchildren. Like my kids, my I have five children, and everybody knows that. But you know, they was they are so special. I mean, they're wonderful children to have. Wonderful to have children. But when these grandchildren come along, oh my goodness gracious me! You had no clue that God had such joy in store for you. <laughs> it's lovely. It's really great. Um, yes. So so you have. I mean, at the same time that you're doing all of this, you've got this huge, you know, big growing family and now an extended family as well on top of all of that. How are you keeping sane? Oh, my goodness. Your wife must be a saint. I married above my station in life. And uh, because I married above my station in life, I'm I'm able to to punch above my, my weight class a little bit. And uh, um, she inspires me. And I, you know, when I, I was raised in, a, I think I said in our previous interview, a, kind of a non-religious environment. And uh, when you, you say yes to God, uh, you discover that, uh, the love that he pours into your life, it's not added into you. That's not true. It's not added into you. It's multiplied exponentially. And the, the more things that come into your life, um, for me as a priest, as a dad, as a husband, um, it, those things and those uh, relationships, they don't divide my my time and energy and day. Um, I I'm really convinced they are actually not dividers, but multipliers. Each mm-hmm. of those things multiplies uh, God's God's grace. Uh, so this this project is like a, a child in my life, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it will be the my my great posterity. Who knows that? Uh, um, uh, but I believe that uh, through this, um, you know, grace is multiplied in my life. And uh, but I do need help. Yeah. I really need help. Yeah. And. Uh, um, I can speak eloquently and nicely about how, you know, grace and love is multiplied. But uh, the fact is, that, you know, the, there's only there are only so many hours in a day. And That's right. um, yeah. I, I do hope that through this presentation in, on March 8th, that uh, we will have uh, people there who will say, listen, I'm convicted in my heart that we need a place to remember uh, all of these little children uh, that were snuffed out. We, we cannot forget them. And I... I want to help, yeah. uh, whether it's in terms of time, talent, or treasure. 
but I want to help. And uh, uh, that's one of my, my, my hopes. You know, I think this is a very, very timely um moment right now to give this presentation. Father Jason Sharon again, Father, Father Jason Sharon will be here at the Bringing America Back to Life Convention on Saturday, March the, uh, actually Friday, sorry, Friday, March the 8th, um, at the uh, Independence, uh, in, 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 um, uh, uh, in Ohio, the, the uh, embassy suites at in Independence, Ohio, and um, he will be. T- he's going to be talking with, with about hope. I mean, this is this is the whole thing is is about hope. I mean, and I think it's a very timely time to do this because people are looking for something to do. As I said at the they beginning, are. you know, people were, are, are sort of devastated by what's happened with regards to these amendments, particularly here in Ohio, Father Jason. Um, but yep. I, I see that this, your, if, when you talk to me, it inspires me and I get all excited about what this amazing vision that you have and the opportunity that we have. And you're absolutely right. When, when we, when we put out of ourselves, whatever it might be, we get back so much that we must not, we do. You, and you are going to inspire them. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure you will. You are going to be, you're building this museum to honor those who've laid down their lives for freedom. You've, you've yes. done this. This is what you've, this is, this is what's going to happen. And I really do see that there's going to be a response to this. And I'm going to ask everybody listening to the program right now to please pray. Pray, pray, pray that each and every one of us responds in the right way to Father Jason Sharon's plea when, or, or, or vision as he as he presents, because it's very important. He's going to need help. We all need we need each other in order to do these things. We have somebody who steps up and has a vision. God inspires them, and then they come out into the community. They and and they pull us all together. This is our moment of being pulled together to help Father Jason Sharon with his with his um, with his vision here. You are doing a. It's going to be bigger than just – I shouldn't say it's going to be bigger. It's going to incorporate um, things at the shrine which will allow people to be counseled. It'll it'll allow people to have spiritual direction. There will be retreats. There will be shelters for at-risk pregnancies. How, this is going to be, a, you know, an amazing place to go. Do you – at this point in time, I mean, you're, you're still at the, right, really at the at the building stage right now. Where did you get all of these ideas? Because this is an amazing thing to pull all that together. Because each of these, in in our current situation, they are all separated. You know, everybody has their own yes. little piece that they do, and you you've pulled it all together. Yeah, the thought came to me. You know, um, initially it's at this at the sh- the, the, the the shrine idea, um, a sanctuary. Because when Dobbs was overturned, I thought, well, this is the answer to our prayers. You know, how, how is this even possible in my lifetime? And it was um, kind of a, a, a judicial decision. Um, but I knew uh, as a priest that uh, it's going to um, collapse down to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, behind the judicial, behind the legal, behind the political, behind the cultural is the spiritual and all of these things are downstream from the spiritual. And so when when this happened, I thought we have to begin now uh, to to address uh, the healing of the soul. And uh, that starts with right worship. Um, and so it was just initially it was just a sanctuary 
a place of prayer and remembrance. But then, uh, you know, I was making the sign of the cross one day and I thought, my God, that's that's the answer. You know, for two millennia, we Christians, Eastern, Western, it uh, doesn't matter, uh, ancient or modern, uh, we make the sign of the cross. And that sign is a totality because it indicates that we have put on the mind of Christ, that our hearts are purified in him, and that our hands are engaged in his work. And and that's that's the full package there, is that he doesn't just want our us to understand him. He wants us to love him. And if you love me, you will do what I you'll do my commandments. And that's a saint. Is a saint is someone who incorporates, you know, the understanding, the desire, and the action. And I, I thought, my God, in the country, we have so many beautiful pro-life heroes, uh, and they're all doing these components that are so important. But there is not, in, as in my limited understanding, there is not one um, uh, kind of uh, thing, one plate. light on a hill, yeah. Yeah. where uh, people can look to and say, this is something that uh, attempts to put before the whole nation uh, that, that full package uh, of holding together uh, the, the gospel of life intellectually by remembering the heroes and of the pro-life movement and their their actions and and teaching the youth and the the next generation about the value the, the values that undergirded their 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 uh, uh, virtuous uh, witness a place that gives a experience of pure worship uh, of, of a beauty that this that 99% of Americans never will experience in their life yeah um, a, a worship that is apostolic, and is purely focused on glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. And then a place that also offers concrete, immediate help to those who've made the countercultural decision uh, to keep that baby. And mm-hmm. so I thought, Jason, this can't be just a sanctuary. It has to be a, uh, a place where it holds all three of those together. So that that's that. They came about uh, about a month after I after after the the, the Dobbs decision. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Father Jason Sharon, thank you so much for, for, for actually acting on these visions, on, on the vision that you had and the call that God has given to you. I, I just, I'm so grateful to you. Well, it, it, yeah. it all happened because, you know, 30 plus years ago, one, one mother, uh, my friend's mother invited me to come to a pro-life vigil and, uh, she put me on the spot, but she made the invitation and, uh, everything is, fallen in place because of that. So may your listeners also uh, be bold and invite uh, invite people who are not in the pro-life movement, but to boldly invite them uh, to join in the defense of mother and child. That is absolutely beautiful and, and a beautiful call to action to all of us out there, to, for, for those that are listening to the program right now. Go out and invite. And in, I've heard this in the last 48 hours. This is the second time I've just heard this from a beautiful young woman who gave us a presentation yesterday that I was at who said the same thing that you just said. She is now solidly working and, and a leader in, in, in the students' groups that all around the Midwest. And it was exactly the same thing. Somebody invited her to come and do something. 
something. And it, that's, that's exactly what it's about. We have to be bold and we have to get out there and invite. Father Jason Sharon will be at our convention on March the 8th, Friday, March the 8th. He will be giving a presentation about this amazing vision that he has. So hopeful. This is what we need and it'll give all of you an opportunity to do something. So let's make sure we get there. Let's make sure that we are all there supporting and listening. There are amazing speakers there. I will put all of this information up on our website from themedian.org. I'll put a connection to, to Father Sharon's bio and you can just go there. And please remember, for the last six years, we have sold out of all our tickets before at, at least two two you know anything between 10 days to three weeks beforehand so make sure you don't wait till the end make sure you go get your tickets now father jason sharon i can't wait to meet you this is going to be wonderful i'm so happy that you're going to be with us thank you for saying yes thank you for all you do to save mothers and children god bless you god bless you lots talk to you soon bye-bye thank you all for joining me this evening as I say good night and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.